Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hey, um, I want to talk about something uh, this morning. Oh, it's nice to say this morning. Um, um, that if I, you may or may not have uh, noticed, but over just the last little while on our social media, uh, mainly that's been driven by uh, Jacinda, doing, does an amazing job with all of that. But she's been doing us this little series on Taonga, um, treasures. So basically those things that as a community of people we see as being really important and precious to us. And what I want to talk about this morning, you know, definitely fits into uh, that, that category. For, for, for some, and probably to be fair, for most of the people in the room who are watching, joining with us online, great to have you, by the way, um, this will be uh, something that, we're, that, that will be quite familiar to you. Um, but my hope and prayer is that it will be, it will be helpful for de- de- digging a little deeper uh, into your journey of faith and into that kind of well of understanding. Uh, for some in the room, it's going to be something that, that maybe you're really new to Coast Vineyard or to church in general, and, and you've been like, oh, I wonder, wonder why these guys do that. Uh, I like it, but I wonder why. For others in the room, uh, you may uh, just not have thought about it. And if that's the case, then awesome. I want to encourage you to think about it um, because it's really important that we bring some understanding to it. Before I tell you what it is, let's pray. Father, we just invite you into this moment. We so thank you for the opportunity to gather like this and the time that we've already had together of of worshipping and connecting with you, of having family moments, of seeing young ones dedicated, and, and all, that's, all that's in our midst, Lord God. But we pray that just over these next few minutes, as we share around your word again, God, that you would just, you'd, you'd connect with our hearts, you'd call us to something deeper, uh, and that you would speak to us. We posture ourselves to be spoken to by you. So use this time to do that, Lord. And everybody said, Amen. The thing that's been on my heart to, uh, to share about um, this morning is why we sing. Why we sing. If you were with us a couple of months ago in the afternoon, and I, you know, no, um, no problem if you don't remember, um, but I spoke about God singing over us. And this kind of this invitation into some holy imagining about what the song might be that God would be singing over each of us within the particular season that we find ourselves in. So I thought that it would be uh, fitting to kind of flip that around this morning and talk about this, this singing that we do to God. And it's, it, it, it's something that, you know, churches all around the globe do, right? It, it's a key part of who we are as Coast Vineyard, but for the vineyard movement as a whole, worship through song has been incredibly important to our movement's journey. 
Um, Vineyard USA um, put out, uh, puts out a, a book called uh, Vineyard DNA, and they, they describe it like this. They say, the vineyard movement has been known for its expressions of intimate, powerful, and values-rich worship music right across the globe, uh, the global church, for decades. Worship is central to all we do in the vineyard. Cue kind of medley of uh, vineyard songs, you know, <laughs> over the deck. It's all right, I won't. It's all right. So it makes sense that, you know, that worshiping God through song for us is important, right? And even what we've done already this morning, this, these moments of just connecting with God through, through song. Of course, there are other ways to worship God, but this is a significant piece of what we do is to sing. So why? And it's important that we think about why, that we know why. Because if we, if we don't, then we can really easily just sort of slip into, oh, well, that's what we do. You know, we go through the motions, we come, we gather, you know, someone sings, it's nice, and then we move, we move on, you know. We can miss the depth of invitation that there is. And to have those moments of, of sung worship, we can, we can miss that if we don't really understand why. We can turn it into a them and us. We can, we can look at the band and sort of, oh, I wonder how well they're going to play today. Just, 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 no, 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 no. That is not why we sing. So it's important that we, that we actually just take some time to take stock and to, to think about it, why it is that we sing. And importantly this morning, this is not just for those who have got a good singing voice. Anyone thankful for that? <laughs> no turning around, no, no nudging the people next to you. It's, I, I'm convinced, yeah, I'm sure there are, most people in the room are convinced that God is far more interested in our hearts than he is in the quality of our sung voice. Thank you, Jesus. You know, that's not, that's, it's, it's actually for all of us, whether we feel like we've got a good singing voice or not. Or maybe you're here and you think, oh, well, I, I kind of leave that bit of the, the service to other people because I don't have a good singing voice, because I, I don't want the people around me to hear how out of tune or whatever that I sing. Well, this morning's for you as well. This invitation for you. I, <laughs> I, it sounds weird. I really love hearing people sing out of tune. <laughs> I really love just hearing someone just going hard at it and sung worship to God, completely out of tune. It's awesome. <laughs> Maybe not from the stage. Yes, I know. But just, it's not about that. It's not, it's about this connection with God. Within the Bible, there are numbers and numbers of significant moments where there is a song. And so it can, it can help to begin to kind of understand why, why it is that, that we sing. Right even in creation itself, in Job, it describes that there is singing 
that takes place. There's a song of Moses. Here's just a few little examples. There's a song of Moses after the Israelites have crossed through the Red Sea where they sing. When David kills Goliath, they sing. When after the angel appears to Mary, telling her that she's going to give birth to Jesus, she has a song in response. At the Last Supper, when the disciples gather, they sing. In the book of Revelation, we see song. And of course, the Psalms is a book of songs. Apparently, there are over 400 references to singing within Scripture. And there are 185 explicit songs that we see, and plenty more that are quite possibly songs, but 185 actual explicit songs that are within Scripture alone. Right from the the very beginning to the very end, there is song. So it makes sense that we, as the body of Christ, as the church, would join in that rhythm. We would join in that experience. We would join in that expression of worshiping God, of, of, of singing. It makes sense that we would do that. And today, I just want to, there are lots more, but I just want to look at three big reasons for why we sing. All right? <laughs> happening anyway, so. (laughs) The first of these, and this is probably the most uncomfortable because of our setting, is that we are commanded to sing. Uncomfortable because of Kiwi culture. Uncomfortable because of the postmodern world that we live in. When, (laughs) As soon as you're told that you have to do something, you don't want to do it. Anyone else? Or is that, is that just me? You know? But actually, there, and there's very good reason for it, obviously, but God commands throughout these, these various um, stories and moments of song, there are apparently 50 direct commands for us to sing. Psalm 96, verse 1 to 4, for example. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Proclaim his salvation day after day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous deeds among all peoples. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. Sing to the Lord. Sing with a a sense of joy and expectation. Sing with a sense of fresh sound. Why is it that we don't just sing the same song every time you know, we gather together as a church? There is to be a fresh sound, a new song that's ever-evolving. Ephesians 5 verse 19. Speak to one another. I like this. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Maybe in a musical, I've heard that. I don't know. (laughs) High school musical? Got your head, got your head, got your head. Anyway, um, sorry, uh, you know. Um, I don't know if I've really ever really heard people kind of speaking across the room in song to each other in, in normal life, but... This instruction, this invitation to sing spiritual songs to one another. And, and, it's, 
and it's connecting the dots for us that there is, yes, this vertical connection that we do when we sing, but there is also this horizontal connection that we do with each other when we sing. I want to talk some more about that in a moment. Sometimes within this command to sing within Scripture, it's a real challenge. It's, it, it's in a really challenging situation or place. It could be a song of lament or sorrow or heartache. It could be an invitation to a prophetic declaration over a situation. You know, if you, if you look at Isaiah uh, 54 verse 1, for example, man, imagine being on the receiving end of this. Sing, O barren woman. You who never bore a child, burst into song. Shout for joy, you who were never in labor. When you least feel like it, sing. I'm sure that that has been some people's experience in the room, that, that, that very situation where you are believing for something. And there is this invitation that you sense to sing, to declare something of God, this, this connection that happens that goes you know, beyond just what you can sort of understand with your mind. And there is a prophetic thing that kind of comes out as you sing. I, I, I remember um, we had uh, our second child, uh, Summer, who was stillborn, you know, passed away, obviously. And, uh, and I remember it was weeks before I felt like singing. You know, I'd come into a, you know, a, a service like this. There'd be song happening around me, worship happening around me. And it was, it, was a, it was a challenge to join and sing songs of worship to God. But there was something healing and good about choosing to do it. You know, just on a very practical level, I know what it can be like, you know, like Matt was referring to earlier on in the service. Just the, just the fact that you get here, you know, that sort of mission in itself. You've sorted out the kids, you've got them out the door, you've got them registered in a program, you've found your seat. Oh, oh. Maybe you've been made redundant during the week. Maybe you heard some terrible news and you come into a gathering like this of corporate worship and you're like, oh, you are commanded to sing. Because it's good for us to help connect us with God. We are commanded to sing. We sing because it deepens our connection with God. <laughs> you know, songs can have you know, good theology about God, or bad theology at times, but anyway. Uh, but there is also something that, 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 that music does to, to open us up on a different level, isn't there? You know, uh, John Piper 
well-known pastor theologian guy says in the States, says, we sing, we sing, we sing, we, we sing because there are depths and heights and intensities and kinds of emotions that will not be satisfactorily expressed by mere pro- prosaic forms or even poetic readings. It's far more emotive and powerful to sing songs like Then Sings My Soul than it is to just recite the words. There's something unique that that singing does, gives us access to. Uh, Another great uh, theologian of our time, Bono. Words and music did for me what what solid, even rigorous, religious argument could never do. They introduced me to God, not belief in God, but more an experiential sense of God over art and literature and girls and my mates. The way into my spirit was a combination of words and music. Have you ever been listening to a song and been brought to tears? Have you ever been, you know standing and singing and just can't quite get the words out anymore because of, you know, that, that lump. Man, you guys do that to me all the time. <laughs> I, I reckon every time that we've kind of come back after some form of lockdown, at least for a few weeks, and it's still kind of going on, uh, it's really hard to, you know, like I get this, normally some sort of moment as we, as we sing and worship where it's like, oh man, this is just so good. There is this this connection, this depth. Anyone else? Just me? (laughs) Oh, no, good nods. Thank you, thank you. There is this connection, this depth that happens through sung worship that's a gift to us. Colossians 3 verse 16 says that we are to let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. As we sing, there is this opportunity for the words of God to richly dwell within us, to help us to remember what God says about us, who God is, to shape us, to mold us, to lead us forward into Christ-likeness. Singing helps to do that. And there seems to be this acknowledgement within Scripture of, of the tool and the vehicle that singing is for that. Psalm 100. Sorry, lots of Scripture this morning. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise, giving thanks to him, praising his name. And so I guess the sort of question is for each of us is, is, is how are we going with using that opportunity? And, and I'm obviously, specific, you know, I'm mainly referring to our, our gathered worship. But of course, it can be in your own lounge room. It can be when you're driving the car. There's no, there's no limit to when and how we can connect with God through song. But as we gather, 
how are we going at using the opportunity to do that very thing, to deepen our faith in God, to connect us with God at a deeper level? Would it make a difference to leave the house five or ten minutes earlier? So that we actually have an opportunity to do that sorting out stuff and then be actually ready to connect with God in song. That as the band begins to play, you know, rather than sort of, you know, halfway through the first song or during the second song or the third song, let's actually be here to engage, to help utilize that opportunity that we have to connect with God. Lots more that we can talk about, all right? But I want to give us some time and some space to, uh, to sing together one, one more time before we, before we close. I, th- I don't think you kind of talk, can talk about this without doing that. Um, so in fact, Ben, why don't you guys come and join me back on stage? That'd be awesome. But there's one more thing that just as these guys come, I, I wanted to encourage us around just briefly. And that is that, you know, we're commanded to sing. It deepens our connection with God. But it also helps to unite us. Singing helps to bring us together. I don't know if you've ever kind of stood in a, in a, in a room or in a stadium with thousands of people all singing the same song, but there is something about song that, that unites us, right? It, it, it draws us together, and particularly within the season that we're in, where there is conflict around every corner, there is division, it is good for us to lean into those opportunities and those moments of reminding us how together we actually are. That we are all heading for the same thing. We're on the journey together and song can help us to do that. Where we unite together singing and reminding ourselves what's truly important in our journeys, journeys of faith. It unites us with God and it unites us with the person sitting next to us. Sometimes the person sitting next to you doesn't have the strength to sing for themselves. And your singing encourages them in their journey of faith. I've been on that receiving end and hopefully I've been on the giving end. It is a very real thing that you are not just singing for your own benefit. You're singing for the benefit of those who are around you. We, we, we get these images within revelation of, of you know, what, what the what the future might kind of look like. And uh, I'm looking forward to Martin being with us next week and kind of unpacking this a little bit further. But in fact, why don't, you just, why don't I just read this short passage to you from Revelation 7 about song. Why don't you just close your eyes as I read it to you? I just want, to, I want you to, to picture it in your own hearts what this might look like. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, 
from every nation and tribe and people and language standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell down before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshipped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. We sing because we're commanded to do so. We sing because it deepens our connection with God. We sing because it helps to unite us. Shall we sing? (laughs) Would you stand with me? I I could tell from the way that we were worshipping this morning already that You know, I know I'm preaching to the choir. (laughs) Excuse the pun. Um, I I know this is, for most people in the room, for some, sure, it'll be new, but for most people in the room, this is, like I say, just hoping hoping to to deepen that, that well that you already have. But let's just spend a moment longer together, just worshiping, just just joining the dots of talking about it and doing it. And as we do it, I I want you to be listening for the Holy Spirit, for his whisper, either for yourself personally or for for others in the room. And after we've sung for a moment, I'm going to give an opportunity for for us to be able to share those things just briefly with each other. And then my lead into some praying for some people, which would be great. But let's just use this moment. Let's just use this moment to, to lean in a little bit more. Lord, we, we still our hearts. We, we thank you for this gift of being able to sing. And some of it we understand and some of it we don't. But yet we recognize the gift that it is to be able to worship you through song. So even as we lean back in for a moment to sing again, bring your healing. Bring your wholeness. Bring your presence, Lord God. Let's sing. Well, thanks so much for joining us for today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you are keen to find out a little bit more about us as a church whanau or you'd like to touch base, then you can go to coast.org.nz and there you'll find information about our in-person services, online services, various resources and activities. Enjoy the day and be blessed.